Hey, you're listening to the Commander Cookout Podcast, Episode 7. Today we're going to delve into the mystery of the missing Moonlight Bargain. We're, we're going to announce our Twitter winner, and we are going to take our first stab at our Project Attraxa. Now, hit that theme song! Hey, Ryan, so we're back for Episode 7. How you doing? We are back. Oh, and we had to re-record the intro again. We suck so yes, bad. Yes, we did. Well, those are hard to do, talking really fast in one breath, but it's worth it at the end, I think. Yep, absolutely. We are back. We are certainly back. So we usually start off the show with cleaning up from last week's show, but I think this week we have our contest winner, which I think we should get out of the way before we forget again. <laughs> yes. Okay, so a few weeks ago we said that we were going to give a free MTG altar away to... A random, what, follower, Twitter retweeter, somebody that is engaged with us on social media. And we have a legit dude, as it were, who posted and said something nice about us, gets our name out there. Uh, We are talking about a one Kyle Bifferato. Sorry if we butchered the name. (sighs) Kyle Nosferatu. Remember that movie? Yes, that was a good one. Was it 1922, silent movie? Yeah. That's so scary. Vampire on a boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had the bald and the teeth. The weird janky teeth. That guy, yep. yep. Uh, so Kyle Bifferato will get in touch with you unless you want to get in touch with us first, as soon as you hear this. Yep. And I actually have a few different altars that I'm going to post up or, or send you, and you can you can pick, because i got a few. Yeah. Turns out Something that... Something cool EDH-ish. couple other things. We have got a... Well, congratulations to our winner, by the way. That's oh, important. yeah. Yeah. Well, I already called him a legit dude, so... Okay, yeah, all right. Um, you, dude. I guess shout out to Snow Covered Lands podcast, another podcast on Commander Society. They gave us a shout out. So we'll give them a shout out. And they had inquired as to whether or not they can fight us. What do you have to say about that? The answer to that is absolutely you can fight us. If you can make it across the stab happy province of Manitoba, we will gladly fight you. Yes. Because I'm not risking my life just to knock out two Ontario pansies. So if they want <laughs> to take the time record, to come For the record, we are in here. Saskatchewan. They didn't, yeah. they didn't remember where we were from. They said, ah, somewhere in the prairies. Oh, the prairies Don't. are really big. Well, guess what? Yeah. We are big. In the pants. Accounts. And we'll prove it to your mothers. And you can call us your stepdads when we're done. Yep. That was me dropping the mic and walking out. On with the show. On with the show. Okay, yeah. Always big thank you to commandersociety.com. They're excellent. Uh, Hayes over there is... Really good. Legit dude as well. We should give him an altar. Maybe later. Yeah, I don't want to have to paint another card. Uh, Okay, so I guess... Oh, we should get to our uh, social media details. As always, if you want to look at the decks we're talking about on our show, you can go to ccopodcast at tappedout.net. You can just look for us there. You can find all of the lists that we're looking at. Our hits have been going up, so that's pretty cool. Um, also, if you want to email us anything, anything longer than a tweet, you can get a hold of us at commandercookout at gmail.com. CCO podcast was taken by the Christian Coalition Outreach. We are working on getting that back. Yep. And if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, we are CCO podcast. Because they don't have that yet. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's ours now. We're not, we're not getting that. Nope. Nope. Say a thousand prayers if you want it. Still not getting it. Nope. Now, now we can go on with the show. Okay, so Hope of Gearport and Kami, those are the last two times, or last two episodes we recorded. We actually ended up updating those decks and playing them in the same game. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. How did yours go? Uh, I don't think I ran into any of the updated cards, honestly. So the deck was just super fun and awesome like it usually is. Ah. Yep. So no soul rings, no... I didn't drop any soul rings. I put in a soul ring, I put in a, uh, the artifact for two, taps for one, no maximum hand size... Thought Vessel. Yep. That's legit. Yep. And there is one other card that I can't recall 
what it is. I've done a pre-cut also for the new clone from Amonkhet. Oh, which yeah. Which I'm very excited what, about. What is it called? Something Vizier of Many Faces? Yeah. Something? Like is clone? it legendary? No. I don't think so. And uh, even if it is, it doesn't matter it TDH. But it'll clone, and then it dies, and then you can bring it back as a mummy or a zombie or whatever. A clone mummy? Yeah, and it's also a clone. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, you get double clone. That's awesome. I like that lots. I'm excited yeah. for that. Oh, card. yeah, I'm excited for Amonkhet. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, lots fun. of zombies. New zombie lord. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> if I mentioned it last time or I th- not. But. I think we did. But yeah, so for me, nothing really new came out. Although I feel a lot better drawing cards knowing that I'm not going to bump into something that costs 10 that isn't even on game for me. So that's mm-hmm. cool. What about you, Ryan? Um, well, I updated Hope of Gearport. I actually talked to a few guys online about lists. One guy sent me a list. I reviewed it. I told him, eh, pretty good, pretty mm-hmm. spicy. Nice. Um, not going to name any names. Not going to give out any of the tech that he sent me. Not that it's a big secret, but uh, we might be talking about it again in the future when we talk about Hope of Gearport or another colorless kind of deck mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So Less hopeless of Gearport. That's great. Less hopeless. Yeah, the yes. game went good and... Uh, lasted longer than turns one through three. Which is awesome. Who ended up winning that? I don't think it was either one of us. Uh, Joel. He was playing my Rorix Bladewing deck. F you, Joel. F you, Joel. I love that deck. It's so good. Yeah. Hate Joel, though. Yeah. that guy. I think he's in Europe now. Good. Yeah. Stay there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what are we talking about today? What are we doing? Project Atraxa. We got lots of lists. We got lots of suggestions. We took those lists and suggestions. We put them all in a pot. We simmered them up. We boiled them down to one that we thought was super fun. Mm-hmm. That we could agree on, like, because we got a little bit of, uh, I guess, a different Deck game. building philosophy. Yeah. yeah, game philosophy in general. Deck building philosophy, strengths, weaknesses even, right? Yep. Um, so what did we decide on? We decided on alternate win conditions Ooh. slash turbo fog. Oh, so good. Oh, and so, so dirty. So good. And... Oh. One of the stipulations was when you go to edhrec.com, sticking to less than 10% matches, okay? So when we look at the deck, I guess a deck, let's say it has 60 cards in it. There's 40 land, just for easy math, right? Um, Less than 10% matches. That translates to six cards, less than six cards. Right? Not as easy as you'd think. Yeah, and there's there's a little bit less than 40 lands, or there's going to end up being a less than 40 lands. So we're going to say six, seven matches, not including lands. Yes. Because there's only, I mean, there's, there's lots only. of lands that you can play, but um, when we're talking about some of the very cheap, easy, readily available cards like the Vivid Lands. Yeah, why the right? hell do we play Velt? Velt? Velt. What, well, is, what is Velt? Exactly. Exactly. Is that a card? Yeah, it comes into I think it comes into play tapped and it's like a pain land that comes into play tapped or something like that. It's terrible in any case. That's I have terrible. one. We are playing some terrible lands though. We'll Wait, talk about those in a minute. Stuff. But yeah. um the the whole land thing, I mean That's when you a look budget. at when you look at yeah, like the shard or wedge tri lands, they come into play tapped, but they give you three different colored manas. Those are in a Traxa list like big time, right? When you yeah. look at there's actually depletion lands from Marcadian masks that don't come into play tap, but they come into play with two depletion counters. Mm-hmm. Tap them, remove a depletion counter, get two mana of the color that the land produces. Yes. But if you can proliferate that, yep. they give you double mana yep. for essentially no drawback because they never run out of depletion counters. Correct. Once you deplete them, they go away. Yeah. But we're playing Atraxas, so we can abuse Atraxas, that kind of stuff. So we can do that. And the list itself doesn't really take advantage of Atraxa in any really meaningful way. And I think that's where we start to differ. Yeah. You were talking about Fathom Mage. It's got Evolve. When you put a yeah. plus one, plus one counter on it, you draw a card. Yeah. And you just 
plus one her every turn at the end of the turn with a Traxa. No, then you need a giant dude that draws you a card. It's a howling mind yeah. for you. For, it's just, going just for us. That's it's right. It's going. We're cutting um, something, and it's going in. Like it's happening. We'll get it's there. It's going on. We'll get there. I think that I think we do owe Atraxa a read, though, just okay. in case. Just in case anybody yeah. doesn't know what she does. Right. But, okay. So she's the most popular commander on EDH rec of all time, like ever. Yeah. Like not close. Yeah. And she got to that point faster than any other card ever. Not, not close. close. Not close. Yeah. Okay. So let's go black. Blue, white, green. That's her mana cost. Boom. She's a 4-4 legendary creature, angel horror, flying, vigilance, death touch, lifelink. At the beginning of your end step, proliferate. So proliferate, you may choose any number of permanents and or players with counters on them, then give each another of the same kind of counter. So you have to have a counter on there, but once you do, you can get another one, another one, another one, another one. Correct. And... That's what we're not really taking advantage of, right? We're not abusing that too. What do you mean? That's because all the lists really, really, really do, and, and only for a couple of things I think do we actually rely on Atraxa to kind of get it. Yeah, and there's a and couple of them. I mean, there's a few different kind of ways you can take Atraxa, and we've got some notes on tuning, and we've talked about um, building different kinds of decks for different game sizes, right? When we talk about tuning for the number of players that you anticipate to play against when you whip out a particular deck, yep. right? So you could play, for example, Infect Atraxa, where... If you're a scumbag. Yeah, it could be super aggressive, super focused to beat one player, right? Yep. And it's really fast, and it, it poisons you out to death super fast, proliferates, does all that great jazz, super low critical turn, but kind of focused on one opponent, right? Yep. You can play big game, controlling the board, attracts Super up. friends. Yeah, and super friends, and then you could win, you could gain all your value, your incremental value from super friends and proliferating them, and they're sucking up attackers every time because you're, you as the player is never getting attacked, yep. but the super friends, all the planeswalkers, suck up all the creature damage because nobody wants to keep those around, right? Yep. And then that attracts and might end up winning was still infect, right? Something like... Yeah. Um, Icker rats, when it comes into play, each player gets a poison counter. Because yeah, you're a dirtbag. Yeah. Yeah. And then. You're playing that in a Traxa, by the way, or a dirtbag? And you play it with Contagion Engine, which gives you a double proliferate trigger, yeah. Contagion Clasp, Inexorable Tide, that whenever you cast a spell, proliferate, yeah. and then a Trax at the end of the turn. So there's five right off the top of my head that's like in every Infect Atraxa deck or in every Super Friends Atraxa deck that yeah. is talking about. Or wanting to kill you with poison. Right? That exists. So, and we don't want to do that. We want to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. So we went online and we looked at edhrec.com and we found a bunch of the stuff that we knew we didn't want to play. Right. And just for ease of building, when I was uploading and, and uh, I guess adding the first version, draft one of Project Traxa, what do we call it? Turbo Traxa? Turbo Traxa. Turbo Traxa into tappedout.net, um, I kind of just said, okay. Seven of these basic, seven islands, seven yeah. forests, seven swamps, seven plains, and then kind of just tweaked and tuned after that as I added the vivid lands. Yep. Come into play tapped. They tap for a mana of their regular color, but you can also tap and remove one of two counters from them, which you can proliferate with a Traxa yep. to give you any colored mana. Which is good. Slow, really budget, because that was something that we're keeping in mind just in case we actually fall in love with playing a Traxa. Yeah, maybe we Because apparently that's this. a thing. Yeah. And yeah. we want to build the deck. So don't want to spend a whole crap ton of money on it. Correct. Um, 
and 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 not even going to Ryan budget where if I own it I'll put it in even no. if it's expensive. No, I'm talking about like straight budget. Here's the duels. Here's the fetches. Here's the shocks. Well, I already owned them. Yeah, can't do that. So, um, I guess getting into the let's, deck. Let's get into the list. I've got Talk it loaded about. up. Right now we're sitting at 39 lands, and we talked about those a little bit. Yep. Um, that's always going to get tweaked. That's yeah. going to get tweaked throughout. Maybe we'll come back to a tracks in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll build it. Maybe we'll proxy it, whatever. Yeah, right? but we'll, we'll hit back on this one in a bit, but we'll let you know about the, the land cuts that we've made. Yeah. The, uh, the, the biggest and funniest part of the deck, here it is, uh, when we say turbo fog. Yep. What are we talking about? Fog. Fog. No more combat damage for you. So I got fog up here. Why don't you give fog a read? If uh, I guess everybody kind of knows what yeah, fog does. My mic is too far away from fog to read it. Okay. Yeah. I get, that's a thing. I read more cards than you. No, that's because I can't like see the screen from where I'm sitting. Uh, correct. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That makes total mechanical sense. <laughs> fog. Green. That's it. Just green. Yep. Instant. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Clean and simple. So when we say fog effect, what we mean is no combat damage this turn. Yep. It's an instant, so you can play it whenever yep. you want. Correct. And we have exact analogs for fog in both white in Holy Day, Holy Day, and black in Darkness. Darkness. Yes. And I have they, a Russian Darkness also. If Russian, we ever end up doing this, Russian Darkness. Russian I got. Darkness. I got. A, I, got a, I got a Legends Darkness. Ooh. Does that Trump Russian? Is it Russian foil? Ooh. No, it's not foil. It's just Russian crazy. foils are getting like. As or more expensive than Japanese foils. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Foils from behind the Iron Curtain, man. What can I say? It must be, yeah. Not many of them coming over that wall, which I'm pretty sure they're rebuilding. Is that a thing? Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. We probably should yeah. steer away from topics like that. Yeah, we're definitely not political junkies here at the no. Commander Cookout Podcast. And you work at a radio station. You'd think that you would be. You're like in yeah. the know. Yeah, you'd think I'd be paying more attention to stuff like that. No. Plastic bag, plastic bag, plastic bag. Uh, is that a Tom Green reference? No, that's a reference to somebody chasing a plastic bag down the street instead of paying attention to what he should be doing. It's a real thing that happened. It's a true story. Hmm. If we make it to episode 13, I'll tell the story. Oh, do I got to write that down? Yep. Um, yep put it down. Uh, uh, 13 plastic bag? Yep. We have a story that we owed the listeners last week but didn't. Uh, yeah, we forgot all about it. But we'll get to that after. We'll get to that near the end of the show. We'll yeah, because I don't think one. that it's even true, even that, though I was there. That's why the story is so great, is because there's dispute on whether or not it's even true. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back into fogs here. Yep. Um, fog. Okay. Prevent all combat damage. We know that. We've got other pseudo-fog kind of analogs, and each one does a little bit... I guess a little bit of a different version of, some of them you have, don't take damage for getting attacked. Yeah, some of them have other effects on them usually, like ar arachnogenesis, I think, makes spiders and stuff. Yeah, let's give that a read because that's probably one of the best ones. Yeah. So it's an instant again. All these are instants because you yeah. cast them when you're getting attacked, right? Not right. on your turn. So no. arachnogenesis is green two instant. Put X one two green spider creature tokens with reach onto the battlefield where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Prevent all combat damage that will be dealt this turn by non-spider creatures. Ooh. It's so awesome. So if somebody's alpha swinging in, I'm just going to make alpha swinging in equal number of spiders yep. all block. And you can choose how they block. It's not like you have to put one into play and then block with it. Yeah. Right? It's just put that number into play. You can gang block one dude 
and kill their one dude. And then if the guy that you didn't block isn't a spider, he doesn't deal any combat damage anyways. Yeah. Awesome. It's very good. So good. It's a super great game. Or you could just choose not to block with your spiders and then alpha swing back next turn. And why wouldn't you? Because there's no combat damage. So there's no awesome. reason to not block with them. Awesome. But now, we don't really... I mean, arachnogenesis is in there because it's a fog. Yeah. Right? It, Correct. There's no... It's not there because it makes tokens. It's there yeah, there's no it's coat a, of arms. There's no, no. Um, spider lords. <laughs> no. Is there spider lords? I don't think there are, actually. Anyways, it's not a spider. There's thing. no Morganda petroglyphs. No, they have reach, so that wouldn't even work. Oh, yeah, it doesn't even work. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so another one, just as another example of a different thing that fog... Could, I almost put that pen in my mouth. Damn it. Yeah, stop doing that, man. I know, you already said that. Yeah. I didn't put it in my mouth. <laughs> uh, Batwing Broom. Black or black-white hybrid. That's yep. Orzov hybrid and one. Instant prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn if white was spent to cast Batwing Broom. That's Fog. It's very good. Each player loses one life for each attacking creature he or she controls if black was played. Also good. Also so good. So alpha striking in with goblins or elves. You yeah, can give they're them attacking you with 10 dudes. Too. They're at eight or nine life. You're dead. Yeah, yeah. And you could actually play black and white because there's it's a two-mana spell. Exactly. Batwing Broom. Boom. I didn't even remember that that card existed. I think I have some of those too, actually. Uh, yeah, what was it from? It was from one of the Shadow Lorwyn. Moore. Shadow, Shadow Moore or Eventide? Yeah, some, this is from a dual deck. So I don't of course know. it is. Um, okay, maybe we'll read. What do you think? We'll read. They're all basically the same. One has cycling. One I want to has... read one more because okay. this is a, di- a little bit different and it's a little bit savvier and it leads into my next point. You're looking at me like I have two heads because Does of it this have, card. Is it in the picture? My eyes aren't very good. Is it a jester and then it? The like Pennywise from It? It looks like it is, and he's holding a human skull. Yeah. The card is called Festival, which is very ironic because that's not even, that's not, yeah. it's like it's scary, but it's supposed to be, anyways. Opponent may not declare an attack this turn. Let's let's read the, uh, let's read the actual Oracle text. Okay. okay, so Festival, instant, white. Play Festival only during an opponent's upkeep. Okay. Right. Creatures can't attack this turn. It's basically a fog. It's basically a fog if you time it correctly when you think that you're going to get alphaed. Yeah. Right? Or you tap out with the little creatures the deck does play for whatever reason, or you're trying to swing in with the tracks to finish somebody off maybe because she's a 4-4. Yep. Um, but you don't for whatever reason. Maybe they remove a Traxa. Okay, now you're totally open. You don't got Arachnogenesis, no spiders, no Traxa, no nothing. Sure. You know no swingbacks. Yeah, no swingbacks. Festival. Very good. So awesome. That's I nice. love festival. And my next point, what sets it from? The dark. The dark. <laughs> and the dark is my second favorite set after Invasion. It's also the C's in our uh, logo. Yes. Yep. Oh, little, the dark moons. I love the dark. With a little Fallen Empire crown on there. Uh, and uh, nobody likes Fallen Empires. No, I no. can't even pretend. No, we don't like that one. But the dark is good. They've got lots of... Um, what did I say before the show? Uh, very middle-age religious tropes where magic and and anything progressive is the enemy and should be persecuted, right? Yeah. And a lot of the flavor of the dark is like that. And if you read the dark novels, back when magic novels used to be good, yeah. I think we talked about this yes. in like episode one or two. Yes, we did. Um, very good. The dark yeah. set of novels by, I think, Jeff Grubb. Oh, yeah, he's even a legit guy, yeah. Is he a good guy? Yeah. Like, he's, an, he's a really he's good le- author, yeah. Le- legit he's, author? He's good, yeah. Yeah, he wrote the dark novels, and they are good. Excellent. Yeah. So, Book reviews. There it is. Here we are. So, okay, we got Fogs. There are 
15 instants in the deck, and I'm just going down looking at them all. I believe all of them are fog or some pseudo-fog effect. Yeah, fog or fog accessories. Yeah. yeah or fog and with accessories. Anyway. Important to note that we are playing not... It's not in the list. You're right. Isochron Scepter. Yeah. Last week we told you cut it. It only has three targets. Yeah. This week we've got like 15 targets. And all of them are like the, the bread and butter of the deck. Yeah, we should probably put that yeah, in. Isochron Scepter. You writing it down? In. Yep, writing it down. Writing it down. Isochron, Isochron Scepter. Scepter. There is number one. Ron Scepter. Or the, the first one of the show anyways, because I'm looking at your notes. you got like a hundred things written down already. <laughs> i got five. It's five. So Isochron Scepter. Uh, two mana artifact. Two mana artifact. Remove an instant from your hand. Casting when you cast cost it. two or less yeah. from the game. It's imprinted on Isochron Scepter. You tap two and the Isochron Scepter. You copy the spell that's imprinted on it. Yep. So it's basically fog whenever Every you turn. want it. Yep. It's fog whenever Isochron Scepter is untapped and you have two mana laying around... You fog, have a fog, fog or a holy fog, day fog. or a dawn charm or whatever you need. Yeah, dawn charm is actually pretty good because it's got different modes on it. You oh, might want to yeah. talk about that charms. one. Maybe. I wish we we should we should make a charm deck. No, Ugh. no, let's not do that. That'd dawn charm, choose one. It's oh sorry, white one instant. Choose one. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Fog, or regenerate target creature. Yeah, or counter target spell that targets you. Pretty good. Kind of like a spell fog. Yeah. Fog's a spell. Fog's and that's spell. the thing that we don't really have things to protect us from. Is if someone tries to, I guess, bane fire wouldn't work, but if somebody tries to fireball us out, mm -hmm. we could stop mm -hmm. that. Your decks do that lots, right? Yes, Hurricanes they Hurricanes or fireballs or yeah. rolling earthquakes, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dawn Charm. I guess none of those target... Yeah, well, fireball... Fireball does, but bane hurricane fire. doesn't. Yeah, hurricane just kills everybody. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like doing that. I'm a good guy. Okay, so how are we going to draw them? If we're, if we're tuning the deck to play the big game, which I think is important to mention because when you're playing a one-on-one -on -one game, I'm playing you, I'm playing Turbo Traxa, you're playing some aggressive deck because it's a 1v1 game, yep. right? I have one opponent that can only attack me. Yep. Extrapolate that to a six-player, five-player game. I've got four people that could all attack me, but they probably will. likelihood, if I'm not very oppressive or impressive on board... Correct. They're going to attack other people. Yep. Or, or try and kill other people, right? Yep. So there's four or three other opportunities for your one opponent who is attacking to attack a different player. So I think it's important to note, big game, that's where we're going to go with this. How are we going to draw our fogs if we are getting targeted by everybody? And... Our artifacts are going to do that. We're leaning on the same kinds of ones that Kami played. Yeah. For the same reason, almost, that Kami plays them, or one of the reasons Kami plays them, which is to kind of keep people off your back. You know, you're group hugging. You're getting the stuff into their hands. We talked about nice, right? group, group hug when we talked about 62 Land of Togatog, -tog, episode yep. three. Yep, or something like that. It's two or three. And we said that everybody, what, what do you always say? Everybody loves Brando? And you put down... Put down Kami. Everybody put loves down Kami or put down Howling Mine, Font of Mythos. What's the green one that lets you play an extra land? Uh, I can never Rites remember. Of flourishing. Rites of Flourishing. Rites of Flourishing. Enchantment yep. for green to two. each player draws an additional card. Can each player can additional land. That's Everybody loves Brando. Should we put that Pump in the down. deck? Do we like that more than, let's say, Howling Mine? Yes. It's the same effect. It costs one more mana. 
but you get to play an extra land. Everybody else playing an extra land. Maybe write it down. Yeah, writing it down. It's write it in. down. Maybe maybe in. we cut Howling Mine. What was it called? Rights of Flourishing. You just said it. I already <laughs> forgot the name. So that's how that works. Rights of Flourishing. I'm going to look at this later. What the hell is that? Yep. Gets in. Yep. So we've got Howling Mine, Font of Mythos, Rights of Flourishing. I actually put something we were talking about last week as well. Okay. Um, Miku Koro, Center, Center of, of the, the Sea. sea. Yep. Yeah. That, Two, tap. Each player draws a card. Yep. Ooh. On a land. Yep. That's important to note. It's on a land. Gyre Reach Sanitarium, same thing. Tap two, each player draws a card, then discards a card. I don't Not care as about good, the discard. But okay. Like yeah, that. discarding's fine, whatever. You know what? It's, it's probably worse in some cases if you're playing against a graveyard deck. Yeah, in some cases it could. Well, I mean, it's not as good as Miku Koru because you kind of want to do the discard, but you're discarding too. Everybody's digging. Everybody likes digging. Everybody has a card they can throw away unless they don't have any cards, in which case you mill them for one. In which case, it doesn't really matter anyway. They're mm-hmm. sitting on one card, and it's a land, and they get a new one, they discard the land, keep the gas, and away they go. Yep. But whatever. We have fogs. Yeah. Fog. What are they going to do? Play something hasty and attack us with it? It's going to get fogged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I think it's important to mention, if we're talking about lands, we're talking about Maze of Ith. Maze of Ith is good. Maze of Ith is in the deck, and this is a kind of a not-budget card because it's like nine bucks. I put it in the deck. You gotta have it though to protect yourself. There's a point where you just gotta take the you gotta take that next step, pay some money for a couple of cards, and just have some good stuff. Well, and here's the thing Maze of Ith doesn't actually give you any mana. Nope. Right? It says tap, untap target attacking creature, prevent all combat damage the creature would deal this turn. But the Urbarg tomb of Yogmoth we're gonna put in here Ooh. will make it give us mana. Budget Come on. It's Ten bucks. Urborg. I'll write it down. It's going down. Write it down. It's in. It's in. Urborg. Boom. Urborg. Could we cut a swamp then and maybe put in also Mystifying Maze? Uh, Mystifying Maze is Maze of Ith, except you got to pay four. That's no good. F that one. Uh, F Mystifying Maze. It's good. F it. And I think it already gives you mana to boot. Yeah, it's right off the top. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Mystifying Maze. So, and since we're in the land section, we'll talk about those depletion lands really quick because they're kind of interesting. Can I throw in a land suggestion right before we get into the, the depletion lands? Sure. I think Rogue's Passage is important. Rogue's Passage. And Rogue's we Passage talk about that all the time. Yeah, and it's important for a card that we're going to get to later that I was totally planning on just abusing in this deck. Ooh. And we're going to get to that card in a second, so stay tuned. But let's get into the other lands. Rogue's, Rogue's Passage. Passage, keep okay. that in mind. Okay. And we'll go on to the depletion lands. Yeah, for sure. I didn't want to put in too many... Uh, colorless lands mm. because she, we are playing a four color deck yeah. and we're not going crazy with dual land, shock lands, yeah. pain lands, so whatever. Because be those, those are all lands. a few bucks, all the way up to a hundred bucks. Correct. All the way up to three hundred bucks if you're playing underground sea, right? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, F that. Yeah. So, just as just as an example, we are looking at Hickory Woodlot, and all of these are commons from Mercadian Masks. Yeah, they cost which no money. Makes them sound terrible, and it's perfect for putting them into this deck. Yeah. Right? Because they sound awful and they're super cheap. They're as they're bad jank. as fog. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so Hickory Woodlot comes into play with two depletion counters. It enters the battlefield with two depletion counters. Okay. Yep. That's what you can pl- ref- proliferate. Correct. Tap. Remove a depletion counter from Hickory Woodlot, colon, add two green mana to your mana pool. If there are no depletion counters on Hickory Woodlot, sacrifice it. Out the door. It's the bin. And there's one of those for each color. And you just proliferate, proliferate them every turn. Yep. Greatest thing about those, they don't come into play tapped. Yeah. 
They're awesome. S- they're great. They're awesome. super good and easily abusable in a track set. Yeah. Hickory Woodlot. We have got, ooh, put me on the spot. Peat Bog, which is the black one. We have got Surprisin Scary as the blue one. And, oh, what's the other one? Just keep going, man. Keep going. You'll find I it. I don't know what the other one is. It doesn't matter. The black I've one. I've scrolled down as far as the Vivid Lands, though, which are also worth mentioning. We talked about them before. Yeah. They come into uh, play tapped. We talked about them. Budget Attraxa version, right? Yeah. Uh, everybody says, oh, they're terrible. They're terrible. But we're not playing dual lands. Yeah. So these are dual lands there's, that come into play There's tap. no duels. There's no shocks. There's no cycling duels. There's no any of that stuff. Yes. Last land I want to talk about, and it is a stinker. It is... I've read. Why? Just listen. Why? Because it's terrible. Because it's from the dark. How did you sneak that in here past me? How did I let you sneak you that garbage like in cards. here? You like bad cards. I love bad cards, this but I hate is, this card because it's so this bad. is regarded as How? the worst card ever printed in Magic the Gathering. And it's in our deck? It's in our... This it's is in our, the Traxa. It's our it's Maiden Voyage deck. Perfect. As we try to build a spicy list of the most popular EDH general of all time. We're playing no other deck is card playing this ever. card. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, actually. Let's read the it. fact that it's here is really cool. Let's read it. Oh. The fact that you didn't even notice. Oh, no. It's, oh. I see those we words are talking together. about Sorrow's Path. Oh, oh, so terrible. And it's from the dark, which is also terrible. Okay. <laughs> Land, tap, choose two target blocking creatures and opponent controls. Okay. So we're attacking, or anybody's attacking. Yeah, somebody's coming in. We tap this and choose two blocking creatures. Yeah. If each of those creatures could block all creatures that the other is blocking, remove them both from combat, each one of those blocks the other one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever, and this is why it's bad. Whenever Sorrow's Path becomes tapped, it deals two damage to you and each creature you control. (laughs) So nobody's going to choose unprofitable blocks for them, right? Unless they want their dude to die. There are certain circumstances, like it's EDH, right? Yeah. They need that veteran explorer to hit the bin or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Is there any reason that somebody would not... I guess if somebody didn't remember that Soros Path was on the battlefield. And why would they? Because why is it? Uh, well, it doesn't even give you any mana. It's terrible. So terrible. And even if it did, like, would you ever tap it? Because you're going to volcanic fallout yourself. Whenever it becomes tapped. Yeah. If somebody isochrons after It doesn't it. even say whenever it becomes tapped for mana. Yep, because just, it doesn't even tap for mana. Nope. It sucks. That makes your Urborg that you wanted to put in terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of <laughs> Soros Path makes Urborg terrible. Yes, it does. That, yeah, that's how bad this card is. It makes good cards terrible. Oh, man. It's oh. like, are they, does it matter? Like, if you're blocking and you switch two blockers? Like, let me give you an example. They're attacking us with a Dark Steel and a Blight Steel, and we have two Spider Tokens. We can Pyroclasm ourselves and kill both of those Spider Tokens in order to still get hit for 22 and yeah, die. Yeah, you block with two. Yeah, switch Oh, it's so terrible. It sucks so much. That's a bad example because... Yeah, I guess they're attacking us. We wouldn't die from taking 20. We would die from taking Infect. Yeah, that's true. But I understand. Yes. Terrible. It's still the worst. I guess you could switch opponent's blockers to try and... That. 
I guess. That's where we're going with it. But we don't have a lot of really... We don't win with attacking, so why would we have... Why would we want to influence combat when our goal is to avoid combat at all costs? Um, shut up. Like I, I, <laughs> That's my argument. <laughs> I totally appreciate what you're doing here, but this is Soros' path. Okay, here's the thing. We're running... We're at 39 lands. Maybe... We could be at 38 lands and just not run maybe, Soros' path. Maybe we cut Soros' path. Maybe. maybe. Maybe if you buy me a drink, we can... Like, you got to wine and dine me to cut Soros' path. Are you kidding me right now? If we cut if we cut Soros' path, we have to find something to play it in. We have to. Okay, we'll cut it. Okay. It's from the dark. All right, after Project Attraxa, we're going to do Project Soros' path. Oh, yes. We're doing it. That's our next thing. So if you have any ideas on what we can do with Soros' path, send them in, commandercookout at gmail.com. Or on Twitter. This sounds, like a, this sounds like a Twitter thing because it's yeah. like... Soros path and then commander That's CCO like, podcast at CCO podcast. Yeah. Send us suggestions on how we can make Soros path. Not the worst card. Oh, I in can't magic. believe you didn't even notice. We're going to do our best. I have blinders on. I can't even see that card and it shows up. Cause it's just so bad. I'm just going to drop <laughs> kick it for anything else. <laughs> so good. Let's put in a wastes. Let's play a wastes instead of that. It would give us mana without Urborg. And it wouldn't pyroclasm us if we did have <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Let's just play Wastes. Because it's the most generic thing you can possibly play. Like, come That's on so now. so good. Oh, my God. Okay, so you know a little bit about the deck. You know that it's yep. got kind of... Um, there's a, Last thing about the lands. There is lands like uh, Yavimaya Hollow. Yeah. It's white tap. Attacking creature deals no combat damage, just combat. Yep. Right? Yep. But it's like, like it's a few bucks. It's yep. like six bucks. Lands are always expensive. Yeah, or it's like 40 bucks. I don't remember. Whatever yeah, yeah, it is. It's whatever it is. We have them. I didn't put it in because it's like, it's a few bucks and I'm trying to keep the budget down. So yeah. now the next thing, why are we playing all these fogs? Why? Yeah. Why are we trying to protect ourselves for so long? No creatures. Not really we creatures. Don't have a, we don't have there a lot of creatures. There are 13 of them, but when yeah. we start reading them, you're going to understand yeah. why. And there's there's going to be more of them because I'm gonna we're going to cut some stuff and put some more we're in We're going to cut some of the garbage that I put in and yeah. we're going to decide on some of the garbage that you want to put yeah, in. Yeah, exactly, so yeah. let's read this first guy just as an example. No, I have a card that's just as, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is terrible. Azores Elocutors? Azores Elocutors. Are those even words? Yeah, uh, Azores would be somebody that works for the Azorias Guild, and an Elocutor is somebody that talks. We sort of are Elocutors, kind of. Ooh. We're just super bad at Are it. we bad as these guys? Uh, we're, well, we're way better than these guys. Okay, let's go. These guys are blue-white. They're terrible. Azorius, Azorius 3. Yeah. Let's call it that. I like that. For a 3-5 human advisor, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a filibuster counter on Azores Elocutors. Yeah. Then if Azor's Elocutors has five or more filibuster counters on it, you win the game. Okay? That's great. Yep. Whenever a source would deal damage to you, remove a filibuster counter from Azor's Elocutors. How do we prevent people from dealing damage to us? Fog. Fog. Boom. Times 15. Yep. Times Isochron Scepter. Exactly. Excellent. How do we get more filibuster counters? I don't know, Ryan. Why don't you tell the people how we get more filibuster counters? Maybe with Atraxa. Ooh! Doing Not so bad now, easy. Is he? Uh -oh. yeah, we're doing something. Okay. Uh, Alternate win. Point of uh, interest: mm -hmm. a filibuster is when somebody like stands on a stage at an open session and just keeps talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. So you can't make them get off, so that somebody that they don't want to speak never gets the opportunity to. 
Ooh. They use it in politics sometimes. Mm. Interesting thing. Mm. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So on to the next dude. On to the next dude. Biovisionary. Is already cut. He is a human wizard. Cut AF. He is um, he is blue, green, one Terrible. for a two, the three at the cut. beginning of I'll the end step. Never make it into the deck. If you no other play it. Control ever. For not a chance. Not happening. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Try again. If you control four or more creatures named Biovisionary. Which you won't because he's getting cut. You win the game. Fun, but not happening. Mm. No. No. Nope. Mm. Nope. He nope. being a creature. Nope. Contributes to another alternate wind that we have in a card called Epic Struggle. Green, green, two enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. If you control 20 or more creatures, you win the game. That's true. We could literally play any other creature and it would do the same thing. Any other creature. But you can win the game with Biovisionary. Any other creature. (laughs) Any other creature. Biovisionary right now, there is only one way to win the game with him and that is Rite of Replication. And if we're trying to be spicy and unique, Rite of Replication is one of the top played blue cards in all of Commander, as per EDH rec. You know what we could do instead of Rite of Replication if we insist on playing Biovisionary, which we shouldn't because we should play Fathom Mage instead? We should play Followed Footsteps. Oh, yeah. What's that one again? Followed Footsteps is an enchantment for Blue Blue 4, I think. When at the beginning of your upkeep, put a token that's a copy of Enchanted Creature into play under your control. So you caught you put it on Biovisionary and every upkeep. You could also play Progenitor it. Mimic, Progenitor Mimic that does the same thing for six mana, yep. right? That would also work. And then you get a dude out of it as well. The reason I didn't put Progenitor Mimic in here, because I know that you like that card. Love that card. Is writer replication. If you've got Biovisionary, it's no secret with what what you're doing, right? Yeah. But with Progenitor Mimic or Followed Footsteps, or even clone effects, yep. let's call those things one per turn effects. Yeah. You can extrapolate as the opponent. When it's going to happen. Yeah, right? that's And true. you can time your removal accordingly. Oh, yeah. he's only got two Biovisionaries, right? Yeah, I got four turns. Yeah, whatever. exactly. You could play Biovisionary one turn. Next turn, right a replication. That's true. Right? And yeah. then, then, then you win. Or we could just not play Biovisionary and play something better. And, yeah, move it along from there. Mm. That's what I think we could do. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't so, like that idea. Here's what we could do. We could <laughs> cut Biovisionary and we could play Geyer Sage. Geyer Sage is a, is he a one, one for green. Oh, yeah, I looked him up, didn't I? I think, and he has Evolve. So whenever you play a creature with power or toughness higher than his, he gets a plus one, plus one counter. You tap him. You get a green mana for each plus one, plus one counter on him. So you could proliferate that all up with the Traxa, and then you could use the green mana from him to feed into another one of our alternate win conditions in the deck, which Ooh, is Helix Pinnacle. Good segue! Right? I almost want to play Geyer Sage just because of that segue. Th- that's pretty good, right? Oh, I yeah. I saw Helix Pinnacle, and I was like, oh, he's totally got this in here. And then it wasn't in there. I was like, kind of sad. It's like I read your mind. Yeah. Helix Pinnacle. Enchantment. Green. Shroud. X. Put a... Put X. Yeah. Tower counters? Yeah. Tower counters. Tower counters. On Helix Pinnacle. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you if there are a hundred or more tower counters on Helix Pinnacle, you win the game. Boom. Geyer Sage will get you there quicker. Yep. Atraxa will get you there a little bit quicker if the game lasts. Like she'll get six or seven counters if the game goes six, seven, eight turns. Yeah. Right. But there's lots of other stuff in here that we're gonna get to them later. But like the cornucopia yep. thing that'll make more mana. And it has um, shroud. 
Yeah. It's so good. It's so cool. Or yeah. uh, uh, what's it called? Everflowing Chalice, right? Like yep. they'll, they'll get bigger with yep. the tracks as well. Yep. Making mana every turn. It gives you something to dump all that mad mana that we're going to make into it. Yep. So let's get back uh, a little bit to the Our rest dude. of the alternate wind conditions. We talked about Allocutors. We talked about Biovisionary. Uh, we are running in here just because I like this card and I've never played it. Sure. Is Felidar Sovereign. 4-6 Vigilance Lifelink, which is good yep. for 6. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have 40 more life, you win the game. Now, that's probably the easiest condition to meet is just 40 life, you win the game. Yeah. Right. Because you start at 40. And you're playing fog. And we're fogging dead. it up. So we're <laughs> probably going to stay it up. At, yeah, we're going to stay at uh, yep. then until then. It's going to be great. Another easy one. We have got Phage the Untouchable. I don't the, know if I like Phage the Untouchable. I only don't like it because we're playing a four color, like evenly split, no dual shocks yeah. mana base. And Phage the Untouchable is an black, avatar black, minion. Black. Yeah. Black. It's four black. Black, 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 three. For a 4-4, four, four, when she enters the battlefield, if you didn't cast her from your hand, you lose, which is the opposite of what we're trying to do. Exactly. But what we are trying to do is when she enters the battlefield, um, sorry, when she deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature. So she's removal on a stick. Which is very good. Which is good. And they're always going to block her because when she deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. Ooh. Yeah, so she's, Dirty got, pool. she's got human... Death touch. Yes. Death opponent Just like improved death touch. Yeah. So she doesn't necessarily win you the game. She's not an, an alternate win condition, but she just makes people flat out lose. You're yeah. done playing. Goodbye. Yeah, have a Go nice. give me a drink. You just lost to Fade the Untouchable. Get out. Yeah. You have to... I'm I keeping, I'm keeping your shoes. Get out of my house. I love her. That's She's how she good. works. She was originally from... I don't even remember. Uh, Odyssey Block. Yeah. Right after Invasion Block. She's lots of fun, but I, I no, find her... she was from Onslaught Block. There it is. Also a good block. I find her coming in not from your hand, you lose thing to be problematic because we do play in a group with people who get, we play lots of... Um, living death and Living stuff. death. And, yeah. And, living death yeah. is dangerous with Phage. That's yeah. right. And then it's the death of you. And we don't play a lot of... We could add stuff. Stifle or Stifle type effects. Nah. That's terrible. Yeah, nah. Now yeah. we're just doing bad stuff. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, we're not playing Soros Path here. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, wait. Maybe we should add Stifle. <laughs> here, we're just going to go into a couple yeah. of the other... Here's my card. This is my card. Braska? This, this is the card I wanted to just abuse. Braska, the, the, the Unseen. Okay, so Planeswalker, Vraska, the only Planeswalker, and she is one of the ones that's in the stock attracts a list on EDH Rec. Yeah, So for a good reason. Here's card one. Let's call it card one. Okay. Card one, Vraska. She is black, green, three. Yep. Loyalty five to start. Her plus one is until end of turn, whenever a creature deals combat damage to Vraska, destroy that creature. So Pretty she's good. got death touch. Yeah, so she, she protects herself, yeah. yeah. And her minus three, destroy target non-land permanent. She's really got death Ooh. touch. <laughs> right? Her minus seven. Here's the one. Here it is. Here it is. Put three one one black assassin creature tokens onto the battlefield with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. Mini phages. Mini phages. Yeah. That's right. That you can rogues passage. Yes, you yeah, can. There it is. See? You can rogues passage phage. But phage costs seven. Uh, so Braska costs five and then her minus seven. So she yeah, kinda she kinda costs seven if I it's kinda, five but... mana plus two turns. Is that seven? Nah, because you play her, you protect her once with 
a fog. You play her, she goes up to six, protect her with a fog, attracts the ticks her up to seven. Next turn, you get your three guys. Oh, yeah. Then she dies, though. Oh, yeah, then, she, then she's gone. Then she dies, but you haven't spent mana yet to do anything that turn, so you go four, tap Rogue's tap. Passage, Die. attack you. Yep. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, it's greasy, but I like Vraska. it. I Vraska. like it a lot. Yeah, Vraska's my, my girl like here. I wanted to you add You got in, Rogue's Passage written down, right? Oh, yeah. I also wanted to add Tristani to the deck Tristani. so that we could populate the assassin tokens. Oh, that's right. Hey, there's a fog that populates. There yeah. is Druid's Deliverance. There we go. Druid's Deliverance is a fog for two mana, and it says populate, yep. which is create a token that's a copy of a creature token you control. Yeah. So you could populate your Vraskas. Do you populate just one, or can you, for each token, can you No, it's one? create a token that's a copy of a creature token you oh, control. Oh, yeah, so you get yep. one each turn. But still, yeah. populating is good. Yes. In, I in, like Druid's. Have... I like Druid's deliverance on Isochron Scepter. I do too. I like Druid's deliverance with Rite of Replication because it creates tokens. Yep. Right. And Populate is creature you control, yep. but Rite of Replication is not. So if you got something that's really spicy, Worm I Coil can, Engine is not worm, spicy. Worm but... Terastodon we went to lots last week. Yeah. Yep. Copy your Terastodon, blow up a bunch of your stuff, and then I Rite of Replication it, blow up a bunch more of your stuff, and then I populate it. Well, blow up a bunch more of your stuff. I guess at that point, I don't need fogs because I have like six. Yeah, you have a million Rastons. elephants, but still, you never know. Never what's hurts to fog. Yeah. So that's that. And just to round out the remainder of the. Yeah. <laughs> the ridiculous wind conditions. The ridiculous. Mortal Kombat is an enchantment, black enchantment for four at the beginning of your upkeep. If 20 or more creatures are in. Your graveyard, you win the game. I don't um, think we play 20 we don't play creatures 20. now that I think about yeah, it. We're cutting that Are we one. axing that one? Yeah, because okay. we, we can't win with it, so why play it? It's just a dead card. Uh, yeah, that's play, right. Uh, I put it in the there because it was an alternate win condition. That's why it went in there. Yeah. Any yeah. of the other cards that we're talking about could be played instead of that. Yeah. yeah. Near-death experience. Kind of tricky to cast. White, 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 two. Yeah. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly one life, you win the game. That is us winning the game. How do we get exactly to one life, you ask? We play Wall of Blood. It's a 0-2 wall that says pay one life. Wall of Blood gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Just pay down to zero. Yep, we're we're at one now. Yep. Uh, What if it dies? We're at one. Okay, well, we've got... A hundred million fogs. A hundred million fogs. Stabilize at one. That's what we got. Yeah, that's right. And it also plays, and this isn't a win the game, but it's a worship. You can't lose because you stay at one life as long as you control a creature, right? Yeah. So if you have worship and near-death experience in the same in play at the same time, um, I feel near near-death experience might actually be the one that we you built the most around. And there's lots of near-death experience cards. We have Wall of Blood, uh, worship. This one, Force of Nature's in there too. Yes. And that's definitely a a, a near-death experience card. You should read Force of Nature because. It's old and force janky. of nature. That's right. Oh, and here, here's the same thing as phage, right? No, it's tricky. Force of nature is green, 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 green. Two eight eight trampler at the beginning of your upkeep. Force of nature deals eight damage to you unless you pay. This wasn't the card that I thought it was. Well, it does what uh, we're talking about. Deals eight damage to you. Takes you closer to one. That's why I figured it was in there because it's terrible. Oh, that is terrible. Let's yeah. take that out. Okay, it's cut. What I meant to put in there was Verdant Force. Green, 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 four, seven, seven, gives you a sapperling during each upkeep. That's how we get Epic Struggle. 
Yeah, that's that's better. And it feeds into a different uh, wind condition, which I also like. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. how we get Epic Struggle, which is win the game for 20 or more creatures. Just let Verdant Force live for two rounds of the table, and you've got you're halfway there, that's plus true. whatever other creatures you play. Plus you're populating and playing other dudes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, the hell with uh, Force Shoot. of Nature then. Get write it down. Get write it down. Verdant Force. Verdant Force. Man, Written down. Write it down. terrible. That's why you got me, man. Yep. The last thing I want to talk about, and this isn't a win condition, but um, I want to get into cards, what, two through six or seven that are stock attracts a list. Okay. Also, should we should we give this one its distinction now or should we wait till later? Let's let's do the distinction now. This is the card of the week. Yes. Season. We should have a, little, we should have a sweet thing that we play for that. Like some music or Beep. something. Yeah. That's good. We're gonna come up we're gonna do that. That's all you. Yeah, that's next week. You're we're the dude. Do, we're gonna have one. Season of the Witch. I love it. It's from the dark, which yeah. is a kind of a reoccurring theme in this set yep. or this deck. Black, black, black. Enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, sack Season of the Witch unless you pay two life. So it sounds terrible. But again, we're playing Fogs. If yep. two damage a turn is all we're ever taking, we can Season of the Witch for a long time. And if that ever sounds really terrible to you... We've got a bunch of life gain yeah. in the deck. And remember, Sorrow's Path is in here. So nothing sounds bad when you know Sorrow's Path is already in the deck. Continue. Yeah. Season of the Witch seems excellent now. Yeah, it's the best. Okay. At end of turn... Destroy all untapped creatures that didn't attack this turn, except for creatures that couldn't attack. So yeah. summoning sickness or can't attack type creatures like walls and stuff. Exactly. Right? So Season of the Witch says you have to attack, right? Yep. Use it or lose it. The rest of our deck says you can't attack me because I'll just fog you all day. Yep. Or I got really good blockers, fog banks and such that Protect a wall us. of blood. Yeah. for example, right? So attack each other, and I'm just going to sit here and drink my Growler. Yep. Right? Or eat whatever we have to eat on that night. Yes. Seems like an easy deck to play if you have a Season of the Witch in play. Absolutely. I love that card. Just let them wipe each other out, and then we can come in, pick up the pieces. I love doing that. Pick up the pieces of the Helix Pinnacle? Yeah, All hundred of them? Yep. <laughs> How many tower counters do we have? A hundred. Yep. We're looking mid-price TCG player for Season of the Witch. A dollar and fourteen cents American. Just because like, it has the dark set symbol on it. Fifty-seven dollars Canadian. Everybody looks at it and thinks that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. There's only hundred and nineteen cards in the deck or in the so, dark, and like two of them are good. Yeah. And one of them is Soros Path. Yeah. One of them's Blood Moon, actually. That's a good one. And one of them's Maze of Ith. I didn't even mention that when we were talking about Maze of Ith. Wow. Yeah. How did you forget that? Yeah. So oh, wow. I guess that's an overview of the deck. It's really fun, or it sounds really fun. It sounds really easy to play if you're into that, if you're into like a chill chill big game where you literally can't pay attention to everything after a few beer, for example. Yeah. Um, or if you're just being really social, it it's fun. It's a neat deck because you don't really have to pay attention to what anybody's doing. It's just like, hey, Brando slash Ryan, we're swinging into you and you're going to die. No. Yeah. That's the only time you ever have to pay attention to what anybody else is doing anytime ever. Yeah. And because this is draft one, we're going to forego on the old uh, milk list matches just for this week because we're running a little bit short on time. And we want to get into currently what we're playing that is stock matching the EDH rec list on EDH rec yep. for Atraxa. And we have to share our sweet story as well. Yeah. So we talked about what was the first one? Don't know. 
Uh, Vraska. Sorry. Vraska. The first one is Vraska. Vraska. Um, the next one, Astral Cornucopia. XXX. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that before. <laughs> choose a tap, choose a color, add one mana of any color to your mana pool for each charge counter on Astral Cornucopia. So it costs you three and you get build it up with the Traxa. Yeah, and you build it up with the Traxa. So of course that's in there, right? Yeah. Um, and it came in her deck, right? Yeah. So of course it's going to be in there. Super great, yeah. Yeah. We are talking about Commander's Sphere. I believe that one's in there. Again, another mana rock yeah. that gives you any color and lets you draw a card. Yep. Important because we're playing budget mana based on deck. Yep. Right? Everflowing Chalice. Same deal. Same deal as Astro Cornucopia except colorless. Yep. Yep. Soul Ring. It's in every it's, it's a list ring, of yeah. all time. Yep. I also like that new Pyramid card. Does the same. Have you seen that? Uh, it's a artifact for one, I think. Tap two and it. And you put a Pyramid counter on it and add a mana of any a, color. A mana brick pool. counter. Yeah. And a then you can proliferate the brick counters up with the Traxa. Yeah. And then it makes three you, and you mana you only need color. to get three brick counters. So yeah. it costs you three turns. Or yeah. it costs you two turns if you... Pump you, a mana in to get your own brick. I guess you have to do that, right? Yeah, you got to do it once. But I mean, it's it's kind of a neat card, and I think that it would be fun to play with. Yeah. So. Is it more or less than Astro Cornucopia? Uh, I guess it's thirty cents. Astro Cornucopia. Yeah, the, yeah, it'll cost nothing. Yeah. It'll, it'll be zero dollars that one. Yeah. So that's the overview of the deck. Uh, we didn't really get into the removal package in terms of. Um, we just have some sweepers, really. Yeah, we'll come back to the deck too because. I think it would be worth making the couple cuts that we talked about yep. and then giving it a run through, even if it's gold fishing it on tappedout.net or something. Yeah. Uh, between the two of us, we could probably build this deck because I think we have everything that's in it. I think we do too. Uh, we could each run it through a couple times. Yep. Maybe we'll come back a few episodes, Project Attracts 2.0. Yep. Well, we got to do that so that we can let everybody know where their assistance has come from. Thanks for sending in your lists, by the way. We really appreciate that. Yep. We talked about a couple of them on previous episodes, that one $3,800 list I got, Geoff's yep. list, F-E-G off. Yep. And F-E-Buddy. there was another list that I liked. It seemed like a regular attracts a list, but but still, it's it's fun that we got lots of. So if you if you are somebody that sent in something to us, besides saying thank you, you should also check this out, see what we've done, got mm-hmm. some more suggestions, send them in. You got cuts, you got any kind of stuff? We'd like to hear from you. So there you go, send that in. Now down to the serious business <laughs> of the evening. Here's a here's a fun story and a reason why drinking beer and playing magic is both awesome and will leave you with super fun stories like the one I'm about to tell you. One night, we're hanging out at my house, and we got a buddy. Buddy? Uh, His name is Kyle with a P, is what I call him. Don't ask why. And he's looking for a moonlight bargain. And I'm like, I have a moonlight bargain, and it's foil. And I whip it out of my trade box. Pow! Foil moonlight bargain. And he gives it to him. Ryan, he's had a few. I've also had a few at this point. So we're a few deep. Grabs the moonlight bargain. This card is terrible. It's the worst. Why would anybody ever want this? And of I course, don't say things like that, are, do I? Of course you do. <laughs> and people are trying to talk like, no, it's not really that bad. It's like, but I just want it from my deck. It's kind of spicy. Da-da-da. <laughs> Ryan's looking up what Moonlight Bargains does. We'll get to that in a second. And so Ryan's going on and on. I was like, I'm going to bite this card. I'm going to bite it. Puts it in his mouth, and he bites it. Big teeth <laughs> mark in it. And I was like, whatever. And I take it back, and I bite it because it's my card. I can do what I want. And then we're we're laughing. We're thinking it's super funny. We get my dog over. My dog was real big. He bites it. Now the card's like in half. And we're like, ha, F this card and F you, Kyle, with a P. F you, Kyle, with a P. And we just throw the card in the garbage. <laughs> a few weeks later, Ryan's looking around the group saying, hey, guys, I'm running this new sweet deck. 
and I need a moonlight bargain. It's when I first started to build Aloro, and yep. I needed moonlight bargain because it's like a black factor fiction. Yeah, and he needs he needs the uh, moonlight bargain. It's like, dude, I had a foil one, but we literally bit it in half. And to this day, Ryan does not believe that that is what happens. But there are at least six or seven people that were sitting at that table that watched us bite that card in half that knows it's the truth, Ryan. You know what you did. You it's, know what you did. I didn't. It now, wasn't a moonlight. I know that we bit the card. I bit it. You bit it. Okami bit it. Everybody bit the card. Yep. Foil, moonlight bargain. In but half. It, it wasn't a moonlight it bargain. It totally was. 100% it was. Moonlight bargain for anybody who's actually interested at this point yep. or hasn't shut their radio off <laughs> <laughs> is an instant for black, black three. Look at the top five cards of your library. For each card, put that card into your graveyard unless you pay two life. Then put the rest into your hand. So you look at five cards, you pay two life for each, and you just put them all in your hand. Yep. It's five mana, ten life, five cards. Pretty good. Excellent when you just cast a doomsday. And you also have Lab Maniac. Not the Doomsday, worst. Moonlight Bargain, Lab Maniac. That's a budget Lab Maniac right there. 101. That's very good. But uh, Episode 9. <laughs> not a foil one because it was bitten in half. Yep. <sighs> yep. Speaking of things that are in half and may or may not have happened, we actually are out of time. So <laughs> I know. So we're going to say goodbye for this week, and we're going to be back with Episode 8 next week. We're talking about... Uh, snakes. I, we're talking snake tribal. It's going to be awesome. It's one of my very first decks I ever built. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, you have any suggestions on this one? Get a hold of us at any of our social media stuff. Thanks again for listening. They're playing our music. We'll see you next time on the next Commander Cookout podcast. Boom.